Welcome back to Between the Pages podcast with Maggie and Melissa. I'm so glad to be back, Maggie. What's going on with you? Um, hello, everyone. Um, what's going on with me? Honestly, uh, it's been a crazy few weeks. Um, I recently got a new job. I'm still working at the same place, but it's like a completely new role for me um so I've been working a lot which is not super fun um but it also is exciting so been really busy been back and forth to Austin a few times um and I went to a wedding recently for a friend from college so I've been a busy gal busy 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 yes you you have been you definitely have been congratulations on the new role she has what she has definitely earned and deserved that role for a long time so i'm really happy that you got it um what's going on with me life has been quite literally insane for those who don't know i am engaged and i'm in the midst of planning a wedding so whenever i'm not working reading podcasting the remaining time is just wedding planning and it is so exhausting like the things you thought you would never think about come to mind. Like people say things every time I talk to someone, they're like, have you considered doing this? Or did you think about this? And I'm like, no. So my list has gotten longer and longer every time I talk to someone. That said, I do have a wedding planner. So that's been nice. Um, But regardless, there's so much work that goes into planning a wedding. Like it is exhausting. It truly exhausting. Um, it's a little fun, but it's exhausting. I'm just re- ready to get over this, like the first yeah. bulk of it. Um, apart from that, work has been absolutely insane for me. It's like a really crazy season, especially October for me is always really busy, busy with my line of work, um, and stuff that's, that happens at my job. So, um, it's honestly hectic, but I'm so ready for October to be done because all these new shows are coming out next month. And then I get to go back to somewhat of a regular schedule so it's like nice to get back in that vibe and then also it gets chillier so like more reason to stay home and binge watch things and read more so i am ready for october to wrap and for thanksgiving and christmas to come yeah speaking of like okay i've been feeling this recently i'm curious if you've been feeling it too when we're getting closer to like the colder months i feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to like go out and do things or if I don't go out and do things like for instance I'm sure you can align because you've been like so busy recently and like sometimes you do just want to relax but then I'm like the weather's about to get cold like and I feel like I'm wasting all this time do you feel that same like FOMO yes um a big part of it is that I work from home so when I'm at home Monday through Friday I the weekend I I feel like I need to get out I need to leave the house. I need to do something different, even though I'm like dying to rest. And technically like you would want to stay home and rest. So it, for me, it doubles because I work from home and then on top of it, it gets really cold and believe it or not, it's 31 degrees. I know it's, it's like 78 in DC today. It's nuts guys. Okay. Context. If you haven't heard the earlier episodes, I live in Texas and it's 31 degrees. So today I woke up like that. We had to put the covers on our faucets, our outdoor faucets, in case it the pipes burst, like to prevent essentially that. But now that it's getting colder, it's like, oh my God, we have to get out and do things because once it gets like 
there is a, a threshold of how cold it can get and you want to be outside for. Yeah, I agree. So now I'm like fighting like every Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? What can I do? But now I don't even think we got fall. Like we went straight yeah. into winter. So I feel you. Yeah, it definitely. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, girl, like, don't be hard on yourself about something like this. But then other times I'm like, I hate the cold weather. I hate being outside in the cold. Um, I also was recently watching an old episode of Winter House and they were talking about how it was like nine degrees outside. And I was like, this is why I don't like go skiing and snowboarding. Cause why would I want to be outside? Like, I just no. have no interest in that. I mean, I would also say to people, whenever people have asked me if I ski, I'm like, look at me. Do I look like I would ski? No. It's and fun. I wouldn't it's want fun. to. It's cold. No, no, no. I think one part of getting older is that winter is no longer fun. When you're a kid, winter is, it's everything. It means everything to you. Like getting cold is the best thing. The older you get, the less you enjoy the cold. Like yeah. truly. I, I don't cannot, like, it. I'm not looking forward to this winter at all. Also, I don't have a car and I walk most places and it really can be misery. But it can be misery having a car too. But like, I know I don't want to walk that far if it's icy or if it's really cold. No, I think your feelings are all valid. Thank you. But then once it gets too cold, like it is what it is, ma. You're I indoors. Know. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, we're about to get daylight savings too. Which Oh, my God. I'm dreading. I'm dreading. It's already so dark here and it's only 525. It's mm-hmm. also overcast, but still. The seasonal depression is going to hit hard. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm an anxiety. I'm a depression girl. So once you add a seasonal component we're in, it, we're in fucking trouble okay so i'm gonna have to get that um the phillips the phillips have you seen that the those sunlight <laughs> the, the sunlight thing. light no truly i think i'm gonna have to do like a red light therapy something to like boost my what 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 is that what is it like your happiness like your vitamin d yeah my oxytocin like i'm gonna need artificial lighting because yeah. things are not looking pretty for me over here. <laughs> my dad used to go, this is insane. And I know my dad's not going to listen to this, but like somebody else might that knows my dad, whatever. My dad used to go to tanning booths to like- I don't blame him. Before they had those like oh, lights. I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. I'm going to look like, great. Yeah, obviously that's not like good for you, but- The man did what he had to do to survive. Yeah, they didn't have the tech, so. Okay, well, um, it was it was good catching up. I feel like we can go for hours just talking about what's going we on. We really could. Oh my god, guys, we'll definitely schedule one podcast that's just us catching up and like talking about our lives. Because oh my god, if we can just sit here and go off, we would forget the point of this podcast. That's a book yes. <laughs> focus podcast. Yeah. So let's talk about the book that we read for this episode, which was "The Hurricane Wars" by. Um, either it's Thea or Thea Guanzon, I believe. And this is her first book, which I did not know that, but this is her first book. And um, I actually saw this because um, Allie Hazelwood posted about it on Instagram and it was stuck in my mind. And it's part of a trilogy, which I also didn't realize when we started reading it. So we do get left on, I guess, a cliffhanger, you could say. So let's just do a brief little summary of the book and then we can talk about it a little bit. Um, but 
This book is about a gal named Talison, and she is like when we open up the book, there is a war going on, but she's at a wedding for two of her friends that are fighting on the same side as her. In the middle of the wedding, there is like an attack from the enemy, which is like the shadow kingdom. It's like a, you know, I feel like this is a theme in um, fantasy books right now. They're like, there's two sides. One of the sides is shadow (laughs) something, is dark something, shadow, shadows. So shadow kingdom, you know, Kestoth, Kestoth. I don't know how to say it. That's what it's called. (laughs) Um, And basically from that point, we see the end of that war between Talison's side, which is the Sardovians, against the Kestoth. Um, and we find out that she has like special power. She's a light weaver, and all of the light weavers had supposedly been killed off by the shadow weavers. Yes. And um she keeps having like a recurring interaction with of course the like son he's about he's like the heir to the throne the heir to the empire if you will um and they have found out because of a traitor that she's like a light weaver and people didn't know that she was still around so um this will obviously be an important relationship um but this gentleman his name is Alaric and actually the real the real like thing here is I the reason this stuck with me and I picked with this is because um in Allie Hazelwood's post I saw that she said like Alaric and I was like oh Vampire Diaries we gotta read it like it's a done deal I don't even know what this book's about but cool so um well like one one really quick thing yeah before you keep going like just hearing you say it back and the premise of this book does it not give you shadow bones no it does it it reminds me because isn't there something with sardovia or sardovia no like right now you're saying it back to me and i'm like yeah wait there isn't like a darkling though like i guess you could argue there's like comparisons between alaric and the darkling but maybe i don't i don't like this would be like if if okay instead of like the darkling becoming the enemy like what if it was enemies to lovers type of thing which i know Shadowbone like it was kind of set it up that that's gonna be but then it's not and you're like oh this man is old but right now you're like saying it back i'm like miss thea no (laughs) no it's a little there's some similarities i mean i think that um not to get too off topic but i i do think that like as much as like you know like clothing goes through trends and like you know there's trends with like what's on tv and stuff like that i think that with books and especially with fantasy I do think you can often see like there's popular trends and tropes that appear a lot in certain genres or like during a certain time because like I I mean even what I said about the shadow thing like that's kind of I do think that's kind of like the hot thing right now is that it is like in Akatar there's like um there's a realm that's like a, a like the the night I think it was the yeah, night kingdom. I know I can't think of the right word, but yeah, there's like night, and then there's um this, there's shadow in um shadow and bone. Obviously, like the sh- shadow is a big part of that as well. Um, and like the darkness, the darkling, whatever. And she's a light, a star we a star. Yeah, and she's a light weaver, and isn't um what is her name? Alina. 
yes she's she's like she's also a light she's like the yes. light something i can't remember i read that book of that series and she's back. the but, last of her kind or she was a myth yeah she's exactly so this is like similar you know because they didn't cousin talison didn't know she had this because she's an orphan um and she was like discovered by the sardovians um there's so many words i did not know how to pronounce in this i'm like let me show my ass right now like <laughs> um but anyway okay so in like the first 30% of the book, you go through a lot of like shifts in the war and Taliesin ends up going to um, like a place that isn't on the Northern cont- continent where this war is going on, the hurricane war. Um, and she finds out that she's actually the heir to um, like a whole kingdom, basically that was not participating in this world. It's like very secretive, um, like they, they don't have any interaction really with the continent, um, and the North continent, like what's going on there. So she, she finds out that she is heir to this throne. She meets her father, finds out her mother is dead. And then she flees because, um, Alaric had also been there because he was following her, was also captured. Um, and then he flees the scene with, um, like one of their ships, like and has like technology on it that they did not previously have access to so she flees she comes back the war ends um her side is not the victor um and unfortunately a lot of her friends perish or killed um but she does have this like charge this like you know very emotionally charged uh altercation with Alaric where he's like hey our magic like has this special thing where we can bind together um we should like learn about it and she's basically from this point on you know she like thinks back to these interactions with him and how they have this they have this connection but she feels like it's really wrong because all she's ever had is her connection to her this country that she like so what she knows Yeah, that's what she knows. And she doesn't, like, have that many strong relationships. Like, when the war ends, she, her best friend, Cade, I think that's how you say it, um, has, like, disappeared. She doesn't know where she is. So, you know, she's, like, really losing, like, anything she's ever known for her whole life. Um, At this point, the remaining Sardovians need to be able to hide somewhere. um, And everybody's, like, like gravely injured they obviously like don't have any supplies or anything so she brings them to um the place where she is an heir to the throne and I th- it's slipping my mind right now the name of it but she goes there um and she basically makes a deal with the current um i'm gonna say queen for lack of a better word just like you know so everything makes sense um it's like sakai last or something like that i can't remember so something that that helped me with the pronunciation is that I read first the author she like the premise of the book is inspired by Southeast Asia yeah I saw that the author lives in the Philippines yeah so like that so a lot of it is like Spanish which I think that's what I was I was like um but that kind of like plays a part and I thought that was really cool so I could only imagine I always feel like I could also like read it better if I'm looking at the word but I don't have time to pull them off right now um, but anyway, so she makes a deal that if they can, like, be sheltered, the Sardovian people can be sheltered and, you know, like, have access to 
um, like healers and things like that, that she will like proceed to be the heir and will do whatever she needs to do um, for like a proper succession and basically all of this for her country and the remaining people of Sardovia. Um, and then things get really interesting again because uh, would you know it, um, Kastas, they, they appear on the horizon and um, like they're primed to attack. They're primed to attack. And um, this is where we kind of realize, at least for me, I was like, cool. So like, I think all of these sides are lying and I still don't even think by the end of the book, we really know who is telling the truth about like what they represent or what they're fighting for because from this point on some shady behavior okay because they decide in order for there not to like immediately be a war again that um Taliesin will need to be betrothed betrothed to, to Alaric her mortal enemy um, we love an enemy so which i know i'm like stroke. oh your mortal enemy <laughs> <laughs> like really <laughs> um okay so then from there on out you know of course he has to like train her because she has never been like properly trained in how to use her magic um she's learning a lot about how to um like navigate political conversations um there's also a lot on both sides there's like a switching narrative which I thought was like a little confusing because it wasn't divvied up by chapter it would be like sometimes in the middle of a chapter the point of view would switch and I was like who's talking right now um and but basically they both have had like not amazing childhoods they the like strongest alliances they have are to their their countries or like what they think their countries stand for and anytime they get like closer to each other because they do have this pull to each other because they're probably mates let's be real it's another trope going on right now that's a very popular and I'm here for it but um they are like pretty self like loathing and self-deprecating that they're like I need to like give everything for my country or for this like mission and so every time they start to get closer you know they they fall fall apart basically they like one of one of them panics and then they're like mean to each other um so by the end which again I this was one of three um they have they do get married they hook up a little bit then they freak out um and then the next day Alaric is going back to Kassoth <laughs> and um when he returns like again there's been all this back and forth about like they both think their side is 100% right and there are like three sides here the northern continent um Taliesin's new like empire basically or what she's the heir to um, and when he returns, he discovers that they stole one of these birds that can, um, when like in the vicinity of magic weavers, um, it, you cannot perform any type of magic. And now his father has this technology. And I think like, it's obviously a cliffhanger. We don't know what's going to happen, but I definitely think he's a little bit panicked because, 
he can see like there is insidious stuff at least going on on his side and I think in the next book we'll see Talison seeing the same thing because I honestly at this point I don't think that it's clear who is like reliable and what is what is truly good and what is truly evil in the world you know what I'm saying no totally I think like they're I like the perspective they put us in because they don't give us we're on the same ride as them like we know as much as they know and like it's kind of setting it up that they're like for me what I see is gonna happen is that they're gonna reinvent what is the new world yeah I agree on like what they both believe in which will be the marriage of both their cultures and traditions and their people but on a more pure authentic version because I think like when you're on the trope of power what was your original goal tends to get watered down or or feigned out with other people um kind of like what they're looking for right so whether it's power whether it's like their own agenda it starts to like you start to forget like why did we even do this what was the yeah. whole point of all this and so like that's probably going to be really destructive or like really harming to like their self-identity when they start to realize like oh wow all these things I've been fighting for my whole life I've been told to like learn love defend mean nothing or or kind of built on lies so that's gonna be really interesting to see in the second book which I thought was really cool of like a little bit different right of Mm -hmm. of an approach that we're gonna see yeah I think that um it is like in some ways I can see too like even though it's fantasy and stuff you can kind of see that like it is like applicable to like reality as well because both Alaric and Taliesin were basically like born into these situations um or like got looped in at a super young age so they have never known anything besides like living during war and um like neither of them really have like any relationships that are not because of oh we are fighting on the same side like they haven't had a normal upbringing in that sense um and like although Talison was an orphan so she wasn't around her parents when she was younger um when she finally does have like people to lean on I mean they're essentially like her boss like they're not her friends they're not her family um and I think it's like kind of similar for Alaric as well it's just that in in his situation he did have family they just happened to function in that way so um I think like obviously for us as the reader we can see where I'm like yo you guys are just in very toxic situations um and you don't know anything else so you think this is normal yeah from from the beginning you kind of realize that these people that are her family like regardless of anything like they're not her family they tell her you're going on this mission so sorry but not sorry you're kind of our last hope yeah literally it's kind of very clear at the beginning like yeah we love you but like at the end of the day you know you're a soldier you you're you know you defend this country so there isn't that care like they obviously were putting Talison in this like very dangerous situation knowing that she's not you know she's not fully skilled but skilled enough but they're like okay she's our only hope she's only light weaver she's our main weapon um and it is what it is so like I think from early on you kind of get a sense of like what her involvement is 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 that she like really cares about these people because she has no other people to rely on 
And it's kind of like she's made the best out of her situation, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's not like an environment where she was made that was loving or was nurturing or looking out for her for all the right reasons. Like, you know, she was valuable to them. Yeah. I mean, not and not. I don't even think it's like a comparison of like, like, I think that has been her whole life. And that's why I think that I'm like, I don't think we can trust really any of these people because from all sides, obviously, Talison is being used. She's being used by like the Shadowgate or Kassos, whatever. (laughs) I cannot say that. She's being used by them and she's being used by Sardovia because she's- they're they're using her like they're using her just as much as her grandmother is using her um so that's why I'm like this is gonna come to light I think in the next book that I think that what is gonna finally bring them together is they're gonna realize that like there is no good in what currently exists especially because like in the dominion which is um that's like the where her grandmother pales and where she's like the heir um like obviously those people are like living the life it appears you know they have like great they're food. in a bubble it's like beautiful but yeah they're in a bubble and they're not helping anybody else so and the grandmother said, is shady. Good. <laughs> the grandmother is shady okay i'm telling you that lady is shady there's something going on there no no they definitely said so we're good um you guys yeah. seem to have a problem do get out let us know what yeah they're like figure it out don't come here no i think don't it's gonna i think it's a really, really interesting premise obviously like prince alaric um his is really sad because like he had it's everything like quite literally um and so like it's really sad to see that but i really am interested on how they turn this around like in the next couple books because they're both really interesting characters and they're obviously both very passionate and believe really wholeheartedly in their stances but it's obviously already blurring because you know love will always conquer everything it'll make you, love will make you question everything everything you stood for you'd be like mm. yeah like, you will yeah. really question everything. So it'll be really interesting to see, like, how this plays out. But for this author's first book, as even though there was a lot going on, like, in all honesty, like, the beginning was so... I was like, what is going on? Like, I kid you not, I had to read the first couple pages a couple times because I was like, wait, wait, let me make sure I can decipher and, like, create the environment and read the environment I'm actually in. It's a really good book for her first book. And yeah. so, like, she's setting up a really strong premise for a trilogy that I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah, I okay. think that for me, the thing that was the most confusing, um, it wasn't necessarily, like, the world building. Um, it was more, like, the timeline for the first chunk of the book was, like, I was so confused. It's um, really rushed. Like, it, it, it yeah. is super quick. Yeah, like once I like I even said this to you, I was like, oh, once I got to like around 40%, I was like, okay, I think I have an understanding. Um, but but then but then even by the end, I was thinking, I was like, maybe that's like intentional, and it's because like we're trying to be led to be like, yeah, no, there's hidden things, like there's lots of secrets here. And so I I by the end, I was like, I think that could have been intentional because since Talison was narrating the most of it, like, I think it's very obvious that Talison does not know what's going on. Like, no, we're getting she's not a reliable narrator. And it's not, not because she's like <laughs> evil and she's not morally great, but I was like, 
no, like they are taking advantage of you because you don't have anybody that you trust really to like confer with. So you think you trust those people, but I think that there is going to be like a comeuppance. No, she's definitely naive. And like, I think the whole premise of what we're reading is from a naive lens, right? Like you're taking the information as it comes, but there's obviously gaps in the stories, but everything is happening so quickly. Her life is changing so rapidly. Somebody literally just whipped their dick out and started peeing by my window. I like saw their whole dick. No fucking way. (laughs) That's right. Did you hear me banging on the window? No, I didn't hear you banging, but what do they do when you knocked? They like scurried. Like I literally just saw somebody's whole dick. At first I was like, is this man like harassing me? (laughs) (laughs) Should we keep this on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, so gross. I cannot wait till I move. We might have to leave this in. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine of you. I'm not, this is not, if you I was not expecting. It's not like a secret. This is not the first time this has happened. Most obviously, you know where I live. Um, But this is not the first time this has happened, but it's so annoying. And I I told my mom the last time this happened, I was like, I was like, I am moving if this happens again. And I had already been saying for like months, I'm like, I'm preparing to move, I'm preparing to move, I'm preparing to move. That's hilarious. I guess that's my son. <laughs> I you start off your week a whole ass dick. It's so annoying. <laughs> that's not how you think you're going to see a dick in the week. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> the last that's... time this, well, well, the first time this happened, actually, my brother happened to be in town and he like came back to my apartment for something. And it had happened the night before and I made him go outside and I was like, I need you to see if it smells like pee out there. I'm not going out there. Like, and if it does, I'm going to make you like throw a cup of water to like, and, um, it was fine, but yeah. Oh my God. The life fun. to be living. That's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, I don't even know where we left off. I don't even know where we were either. But anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> kind of resolution though. Since every book we kind of give a you know an item, what should we make the item from this book? We we rate it either a star in this case. What would be the okay, item? I want to make out? it. Um, I have to think for a second. I know. What's yours? Three point nine. You get a three point nine out of what five? Yeah, five. What though? Um. I'm going to say, since she's a light weaver, and there's so many few, quite literally, there's none. <laughs> um, five light weavers. Out of five light weavers, I give it like a 3.9, 3.8. Oh my God, that's really high. I was going to give it a 2.5. Holy shit. It's I mean, not, not because I, I didn't, I think that there's like a lot, I think that there is a lot going for it. And I think that like, I think that the second book will probably be good. Like, I definitely think I'll still read it. More grounded. But I think it's kind of like, this is, and I think this is part of the, like, working through it in a series. Like, now, after reading Akatar, like, once you've read the whole series, you look back on the first one and you're like, wow, that was not the best one. That is true. That is true. And I think that this is similar, that I'm like, okay, I definitely can see where this is going. I I think there's a lot of promise. So I don't give it a 2.5 to be like, this was terrible. But I'm like, I think there, there's a lot more to build from here. 
Um, and I mean, it, I did think the world building was a little confusing. No, I think I'll give it a 3.8. I think there's a lot here going for it because it's not only the romance that's going on. There's actual like political agenda here. Like there's more to the story than them than just them two. And she has a really good avenue of like how she can develop this. But I think it's a lot for her first book. I feel like yeah. the second one will be more grounded. She'll hone in on what really matters because right now there's a lot of open holes in the story. Like you're left thinking like, okay, what happened here? What happened there? What's going on there? You know? And so a <laughs> delayed reaction. Maggie's still thinking about the dick that was in her wind. <laughs> okay, how many? No. She, like, she got guys, she got up and she went to go bang on the on the glass window. That man must have been jarred. <laughs> It's annoying. I, I don't feel bad about that. I don't care if you're a man. You can just whip it out and pee wherever you want. Go find a bathroom. That is true. Or at least an alley. No, this person obviously is not in their five cents. Does not have their five cents on because you live on like a neighborhood street. No, literally. Like, could it just be a little bit, a little bit more common sense? This might be a targeted attack. That's why I thought at first they were trying to touch me. <laughs> You can see there's a window there. At least they turn against the wall. Whatever. Okay. Free cl- window cleaning. Disgusting. <laughs> it better fucking rain tonight. It's in the forecast. Okay. So I think overall it was a good pick. Um, I think there's a lot to be seen here in the next couple. Do you know when her next releases are? No. I mean, this, this just came out. This just so, came out. but if it's her first book, and I would assume she probably has like. I'm sure she, she, already, she already has a three book deal and this is her first book I'm sure she's probably already working on the other one um, I have to think so some publishing houses like you need to have all three I mean they- she's getting a lot of like she was like predominantly featured in like Barnes Barnes and Noble Weekly she is I think like she I mean for to get a shout out from like Allie Hazelwood who has a huge following like I think that's like a very commonly known name um in like contemporary romance so um there's only going up from here i could totally see this okay question that we ask always is this adaptable for the big screen or the little screen for the silver screen what is it the silver screen or the big screen silver screen i don't know what makes the difference though i'm not a movie buff um i mean probably i the thing is that it reminds me so much of shadow and bone and it yeah. even has some Akatar elements in there that I'm like, it could totally be a show. I, I think it'll play well, best with the show because there's so many characters in this book that you can really like not just only focus on the like, two protagonists. So it could to- totally be a, a show. But if I had to pick out of the three, because right now, like they're all very similar in my head. Akatar, like they all have similar elements. Akatar um shadow and bone and this one like shadow and bone kind of came before and it has a really good story although i think i would put a hurricane wars over shadow and bone don't come for me i thought that shadow and bone started out really strong i think it ended oh, yes. a little weak in my opinion no no it started i loved so it at the beginning strong. no it started off so strong and then it, it after a while it kind of i was kind of like what is going on like who is this story about anymore 
Um, I did like Six of Crows though, which is like in the same universe. Yeah. But everyone loves that one. Yeah. I like that one. But anyways. Um, Yeah, that was that. (laughs) Okay, well, it was a good pick read. We have not decided on our next read. We're going to announce that one. We have a couple that we have yeah we have a couple in mind but we haven't set out because we're trying to make sure it aligns well with some of the releases coming up in the next couple weeks so as soon as we decide it will be posted on our instagram stories and posts so you'll be able to know which book we're reading and you can read along with us obviously you know we post these bi-weekly so we essentially allot ourselves two weeks time to read which is usually uh, suffices um but you can follow us along there anything yeah. i missed no although i will say i started reading one of the ones that we're keeping um that we have like in mind for the next episode and there's a lot of rhyming and it's throwing oh, me off shit so that's all i'll say <laughs> okay well that's something to look forward to but before we end we're gonna do our fast quick run-up of celebrity gossip reality tv and just check in with what's going on in pop culture are you ready for this maggie Oh, I'm ready. I'm excited to see what you bring up. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, obviously, let's get the sad news out of the way. Oh, yeah. Matthew Perry passed over the weekend, which I think it was quite shocking to the world. Like, I was served, I was in the kitchen making myself dinner, and Nick was like, Matthew Perry passed away. I thought he was genuinely joking, because it was so yeah. out of the blue that I was like, what? That was so sad. Like, yeah, I, I, I could have thought even thought about that that was really tragic news are your friends watching it um yeah but i did not watch friends until um like i was in right after college because um i lived with one of my best friends who loves friends watches it all the time and i had never watched it so i watched it all with her for the first time so i'm a recent watcher of friends oh okay well welcome to the club um friends has kind of been like in everyone's lives forever tbs reruns have been pretty much ingrained for all of us millennials so it's really tragic news that they're still waiting to hear what what was the cause but it seems like it was cardiac arrest and then that caused him to drown in his in his jacuzzi which is like yeah which oh, is my so god. Tragic. oh my god so tragic it's a horrible way to die so horrible. i mean i would assume there's many but like that always comes to my mind as like they awful they say it's one of the most painful deaths. Yeah, and it's slow, I think. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well, I hope it was not for his case um, and that it happened quickly. But um, we just, I just really wanted to call that out because what a, like, icon of our generation and, like, such a real, like, comedic hero on television for all of us. Like, he really made that show, to be honest. Like, him and, and Joey, stars. Him, I think they're all actually have like really funny. They were all really funny, but yeah, I think Chandler was like, I don't know for him. For In the me, beginning, was, I think they were definitely stars. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, R.I.P. Uh, hope everything's okay with his family. Also, I didn't know Keith Morrison, the host from oh. Dateline, was his stepdad. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Hollywood I knew that because of a Watch What Happens Live. Hollywood like is that was small. on forever ago. <laughs> he was a guest. Jeez. Okay. Well, in the second news of like shocking news and just retelling, Britney Spears' memoir came out. Oh yeah. And I was just I'm I was not 
what's what's the word? I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised. Does that make sense of some of the revelations she came out with? Because I remember being a kid and watching some of her music videos and seeing like her life. And I'm like, that music video. Every time she was sending a message and everybody ignored her. Everybody ignored her. (laughs) The original Taylor Swift. She had Easter eggs. She literally literally was like, I am in trouble. No, no. It was so shocking. So if you're not caught up, like one of the biggest like allegations or kind of stories that she's come out with in her memoir was that she had an abortion while she was dating justin justin wasn't ready to be a father and so she had an abortion and then her very famous dark music video because every time i don't remember the name of the song but i remember oh, it's called every time every time I'm, I'm oh i was about to go off <laughs> right now I, mean, I was about to be like this is sad no yeah. it's such a sad beautiful song but i remember watching that music video and being like mm, this this music video is a little too specific yeah it's a little too on the nose it's a little too on the nose and no one really talked about it everyone thought it was just like she was being suicidal or like something because of it but i remember thinking like there's obviously more here than what is leading on and she obviously revealed that so i was like shocked to hear that but i was not surprised like you're talking about like the two biggest pop stars at that time um being together and her getting pregnant is not surprising but i'm am surprised a little that they got an abortion like it wasn't like they couldn't have gone through within their life, their careers going to get damaged, but I guess they were still relatively young. I guess because it was like Justin's turning point of when his career was about to really skyrocket. Because they were so, he, they were dating when he shaved his curls. That's how I use my timelines. I never liked him. And I have always said that. Um, I have never trusted that man. And I can well, give examples. You know, time reveals all truths. And it just has not been a friend of Justin Timberlake. Like, time has really reve- revealed. No, he, he has showed his ass. Oh, my God. It's so, it's kind of terrifying to, to see that. No, so- it's, like, messed up. Also, because yeah. you know about the whole Super Bowl thing that everybody is, like, it's impossible that he would not have known that that was going to go on. But then as soon as everybody had, like, all of this shit to say about Janet Jackson, he was like, I didn't know anything. No, the way he is. Liar that scandal like yeah that needs to be studied like, i mean like I, good on his pr team but also i mean it's like he let a woman die Katie. in the sun spot in the spun in the spotlight like he really let janet get roasted it's giving you're jealous of her because she you will never be the level that she is that was crazy janet or britney quite literally like talk about a man with an agenda to become famous little curled fuck we all knew jc <laughs> was the real singer it's so true. He was my. I was never an Insync girl. I was always a Backstreet. Yeah, so was I when I was younger. But in Insync, my favorite was JC, and I was like, he has the vocals. Why this little curly haired fuck front and center? He but was cute too. He was cute. Oh, who JC? Yeah. Oh, he was the cutest one. He was the cutest all. one. He had. He was like the mature boyish one. Like I was like, oh, yeah. he's the leader. He I looked don't... like I was like, this guy is. He's smart. He's like. He's going to carry your books to class for you, you know, because no, I was had swag. He had suave. Yeah, like, he had it. So the fact that Justin was the one that rose to the top, I'm like there. We need to go back. We got to rewind the tight tape. See when that all shifted because JC was the front man. Yeah. So you see the notes the secretary was taking in the meetings. I'm dead. <laughs> That's where the truth will be revealed. <laughs> Truly. And if they were anything like me, I would have kept them. All of them. Everything you. 
I'm like, okay. I'll never know when I'll need this again. No, you must always keep receipts. Yeah. Um, the other um piece of news was did you hear? And this is probably gonna date us because by the time that this episode comes out, we're gonna really have to like we're gonna know what really is going on. But did you hear that Dumont article about um Jeremy Allen White potentially talking to Rosalia? No. Okay, well, I did, but I ignored it because I was like, in what universe do these two individuals meet? This is like similar to like Kylie and Timothy. Like when? Timothy. Timothy. And I'm like, when would these two people meet? Today I am on, you know, the world news, TMZ. There's a picture of both of them at the farmer's market. And he's holding flowers. They're like hanging out. I'm I like, thought he was dating somebody else. He was supposed this to. Like, also like just got divorced. He just got divorced. He was seen with Ashley Moore making out on like yeah. the street. Yeah, that's who I thought. Well, that was dated back in August, like August 26th. That's quite literally a little over two months. They photographed him yesterday at the farmer's market with Rosalia. First of all, how does these mm-hmm. two meet? Second of all, I'm still trying to see if I live for this or if I don't. I mean, Jeremy Allen. White I think is that it's um, a PR thing. You think? Because what I thought you were going to say when you said his name, and I think that I don't, I heard this on like an, on social media somewhere, but I guess that he, I don't know if this is true. Um, and if it is not something that he's out with, it would be a shame that this, that he had been like outed in this way, because I heard that he has struggled with addiction, specifically alcoholism. And I heard that he has like a very strict schedule for like how he has to like go to meetings and needs to be doing all this stuff in order to see his kids. Um, and I don't know how much allegedly was given to that. Yeah. Like allegedly, 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 allegedly. (laughs) I saw that on social media. And so it like, it would make sense that if that was something bigger, there was a lot of stuff being said about that, that they might want to cover it with something bigger. Allegedly, because like I agree with you. Allegedly, how would these two have met, and why would they be at a farmer's market? Allegedly, no. I need to know the origin story because if this is real, how I must I need someone to break down the timeline. Like I need my internet sleuths to cross reference geolocation pinpoints. Yeah, it's like where did they where, where did they, they cross the paths? first meeting? Yeah, because we saw Kylie's and Timothy's at like a fashion thing or a dinner where she was wearing yeah. a strapless, and we saw them talking. Okay, we can pinpoint well, that is where also, they met. Though, this has been the season for the supposed PR relationships because we have a lot it going on true. right now that are getting a lot of heat for being PR relationships. Kylie and Timothy, Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, and now this. And there's probably something else too. Those are the ones that come to my mind though. You know which one's not a PR? <laughs> it's not a PR. What? Mauricio and his partner on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God, no. Don't get me started on that one. Um, they made an announcement that that wasn't real. I did see that. Um, Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande. That is the oh, PR sheesh. stuff because that, I, can, I can't even compute. But you know what? That's some Ariana Grande behavior. I think it's over though. I think it's done. No, they just saw them this weekend at Disneyland. Oh, really? Yes. Oh my God. I no, didn't no. see that. I need... I need I don't know what's going on. Like the way that no one gave her enough fire for what she did is beyond because it's happened before. So what? Like the shock value is gone for him. It was not that the shock value was definitely there. That is true. Cause she's done 
I hadn't noticed this, but she's done this with various men that were in relationships. Big Sean. She's so lucky. She's talented because the way that people overlook the shadiness she has done, it was Big Sean with Naya, RIP, yeah. Queen. Yeah. Really. Um, it was um, Pete Davidson with, with Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Who was the other one? I think her first boyfriend, too. Like, this is like her third or fourth that we've he- heard rumors that she's, I don't even know if they're rumors anymore, you know? But yeah, there's a lot of things. But anyway, so, so I saw those pictures and I was like, I cannot believe this. Like, you have to see them. You have to see them. Like, okay. It I'm seems like right someone photoshopped these two people together. Like, pull it up. Let me actually look right now. I'm telling you, it's the craziest. Like, I was like, this is true. Like, I thought it was pure bullshit. You know, there's people that put in blind items and say, do more that you're like, uh. But this one was a, one that I was like, I don't think this is true. And then you, I saw the pictures and I was like, I cannot believe this. Like, I'm going to need people to cross-reference. Okay, I'm looking at it. I mean, they're definitely real. No, no, they're real. Like, this man, it doesn't neither, it doesn't confirm or deny that they're dating. But definitely, these two are not hanging out for music or acting skills. Like, what, are they both casted for the same movie? So weird. How old is she? And she just got out of her and in she was in, engaged. Well, she just ended know, her engagement yeah, this yeah, year, allegedly. But I don't know, like these pictures, like the body language is all off. I mean, they look like they could just be hanging out, friends. I don't know. Like, how does what? How does a famous person date? I have. You know what I mean, Raya. Like, let's say whatever. Uh. PR, PR, PR relationships aside, um, I do like <laughs> dating is already a lot, especially in this day and age. And I wonder, like, an added layer of stress as people are posting hot items about you to do more and being like, it's PR for anything, <laughs> like even if it's real, <laughs> like I must mess with your mind. I mean, I don't necessarily feel like these people make a lot of money. So, and like, they have a lot of privilege and stuff. And I'm not saying that, I don't know. I can see both sides that it's like, okay. Two things going to be true. If that's the worst thing they deal with, that's what it is. But I also think that would suck. That would like, Exhausting. That's your reality. Like two things can be true. Like your, that can be, your reality can be very privileged, but even people in privileged positions still go through the same thing. So like, I think there's still some validity. It's obviously not the same degree like they're not in the yeah, same classification the same. lanes but as like that else. is weird also i mean i can think of times where i've been like hanging out with friends oh and i i i like if if i was famous or something that i could imagine there would be a situation where i'm hanging out with one friend or something and like a paparazzi takes a picture and they're they're like oh my god new boyfriend that is true. I'm like, you're like no i'm just it just i'm like i've known this person for 15 years yeah my friend that is true I think this one is just different because when would you have thought of these two people? Although Jeremy Allen White. No, never. I would have never put them together. Yeah, fine. He's so hot. I mean, did you watch Shameless? Did you ever watch Shameless? Oh my God. The way I... Why do women have a thing for conventionally unattractive men? What is wrong with us? Because only women have this problem. Men never are into... (laughs) Like okay, but are you attracted to like Pete Davidson? 
not no i but i can me, see yeah. the i can see the allure but I'm i can not. see the appeal but it's not for me no i don't think i but, think that yeah i think it's different though with different people like like i for i i and what is like i don't know i i wouldn't say that he's not conventionally attractive he's a white guy with blue eyes yeah but his face because he's got curly hair and his face know, is kind me, of like mouseish and like Nick always gives me this this like type of picture. He goes, "If this man was serving your Chipotle bowl, what would you think?" <laughs> he goes, "If this man was putting was asking you black beans or pinto beans, I mean, at Chipotle, I'm the worst person to ask. I have a crush on somebody everywhere I go. I'll find someone to have a crush on everywhere I go. Maggie romanticizes a guy that holds the door open for her. She's <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we've all, we've all been there." If you don't romanticize your life, then who will? Exactly. Well, anyways, that was like the quick summary of stories I wanted to get your take on. Obviously, next um, episode, I do want to do Bravo Rundown because there's oh, yeah, so many about shows. about to be wild oh, this week. There's so many shows that have come out that come out this, particular this season, that we yep. have to do a sum up. So I think next episode, we'll do we a Bravo rundown of all the shows because southern charm is in a really good place obviously beverly hills just um new york is ending i haven't watched the second part of the reunion yet but... i haven't either um potomac is out i have yet to watch i'm so excited though. salt lake city is at its midpoint um which is the other one that's out right now um miami's coming out which, yeah miami's coming and it's coming out to bravo it's not going to peacock yeah well it oh. will be but the next day I think we are missing another one. Winter, oh, Winter House. Oh, yeah, the third I watched season. that one. I watched oh. the first episode. It's an interesting crew we have this season. I like it. I like it. I like that they like Yeah, it's nice up. to have like a little bit of a switch up. I, I, I've I never watched though. Um, it's the only Bravo show I really haven't watched um, is Below Deck. So when the Below Deck crew came on, I was like, who are you, people? Yeah, <laughs> are you like, producer? Did they pull these people <laughs> off the street? Like, who is this? No, I agree. I think that's the one. This might actually pull some viewership because. The, it obviously has a good viewership, but it's one that I don't watch either. I know of certain celebrities or certain cast members. I mean, not, let me not use celebrities. So, <laughs> but I know of certain. I know of certain cast members because of Watch What Happens Live, and then obviously, like sometimes you're just waiting for your show to come on, and they always play a little deck beforehand, so you'll you get pulled in. There have been some seasons that that I have watched. Yeah, but it's not consistent. Okay. Right. Well, that's it. Well, um, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, um, to get the next book, like Melissa said, we're going to be posting and sharing there. Um, and I hope everybody has a great week. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.